This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Lou Roberts. This is Tyrese Campbell. And you're listening to the Every Step Along The Way podcast. Hello and welcome back to your Every Step Along The Way podcast. With me tonight, I've got Michael Stockley, as always. How are you, Mike? Yeah, sound mate. Very good, thanks. How are you? I'm not too bad. I mean, we this isn't uh, this isn't the first time we've recorded today, is it? No, it isn't, no. Are you going to tell them why or are we going to leave them hanging for a bit? I think they should already know by now, by the time they, by the time they <laughs> listen to this, hopefully. <laughs> they already know. Hopefully. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we we did our first uh, ever Twitter Spaces podcast, didn't we today? We did, and I've been trying to think of some funky name for it, Dan, uh, because we're going to release them obviously as, uh, as you said, this is kind of after the fact, but we're going to release them as like extra uh, pods. So I, I, we'll have to think of some funky name for them. But uh, yeah, it was it was really good. We've had, I say, it was 114 people basically joined us live and stuff. So it was it was brilliant, really, just to hear everyone else's thoughts. And I, I'm sure everybody loves hearing mine and your voice every single week. But um, it's just a bit more. It's a bit different, a bit more interactive with people, and they've all got their opinions. And uh, yeah, it was it was something something fresh and nice. Well, and uh, also joining us tonight, the third voice in this podcast is Tom. How are you, Tom? So it's your uh, second podcast because you made your debut in that space as well, mate. I did, yeah, um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Glad to be back. So hopefully, yeah, as this sort of Mark's alluded to there, the uh, Twitter spaces, we're going to be recording them, obviously, on Twitter, naturally. Uh, every time we have a sign-in, that is the, that is the plan. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see about... Um, I'm sure Stoke will go on a spate of uh, signings, Mark, as soon as one of us is on holiday. <laughs> yeah, we're going to regret this, though, aren't we? We're going to sign 10 players and we're going to be doing like 10 pods a week at this point. I can see it coming. <laughs> um, but yes, we'll uh, let's crack on with this one then. So I thought obviously what I'm going to start with today, and this is thanks to Pete Smith at the Sentinel for this, because obviously over the summer we've had so many comings and goings, haven't we, staff-wise, not even playing staff, talking like coaches, um, scouts, recruitment people, even the club doctors changed <laughs> over the summer. So he, in the Sentinel this week, Pete Smith actually put it all into one article, all into one place. 
So I'm going to go read that. And uh, so thanks to Pete for this. So let's go with under 21's head coach was Kevin Russell, club legend. He's left. Alex Morris is coming from Crew. Yeah. The head of recruitment is now Jared Dublin. He's coming from Reading. So departing was Andy Cousins, who's gone to Chelsea to be part of their recruitment team. Um, first team coaches, obviously it looks like, and I mean, tonight we've actually had Paul Gallagher confirmed is leaving Preston. So yes, Lee, obviously leaving his first team coach is John O'Shea, who's going to be the Republic of Ireland assistant manager. And also Rory Delap also left the first team coaching setup in January. And he's turned up at Maccabee Tel Aviv, of all places. Bit random. Yeah, is it apparently Robbie Keane's gone there? As uh, I don't know if Robbie Keane's there as manager or another coach, but yeah, so he's obviously sort of the island connection, maybe. Uh, they've gone over there. Uh, under 18's coaches, so Richard Walker has left for Wolves, and uh, Dave Hibbert and Potter's legend Ryan Shawcross have come in to take over those roles. Uh, Dr. Doug Hammond is the new club doctor. Now, um, I could, I'll be honest, I, I mean, I couldn't tell you his name, but the club doctor at Stoke has been there for years and years, and as, as far as I can remember, Mike. Well, that's somebody to blame for all his injuries then. Clearly, he's not very good at his job. <laughs> um other people that have left, I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much the incomings sorted, and people who've like sort of you know gone and covered other jobs. Um, apparently, according to according to Pete Smith and the Senate, there's a, a imminent signing of a new head of sports science. Um, so he'll be replacing Paul Walsh, who's left the club. Chief Scout Tommy Coakley has left for Bournemouth. Uh, there's no replacement for him as such as that we've seen so far. Uh, head of academy coaching, Jimmy Hunt has also left the club and player development coach, Danny Pugh, is another one who's departed. So there's a few, spe- you know, whether this streamlining the coaching setup, maybe thought they had too many um, too many around or whether they just want new faces and they haven't quite got them yet. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely been a massive upheaval there, haven't they? Um, I was going to say, that's some overhaul. I, I don't think I've ever seen any club made that much of an overhaul in one go. That is quite huge. I mean, it's good to see, as I said, we discussed very briefly Shawcross, but like, it's good to see Shawcross back. Um, it's nice that we've actually got a head of recruitment, uh, so it's without a bit of strategy, but that's one hell of a turnover, Dan. Yeah, I mean, Tom, what do you think? It's, it's it's, I've never seen, I mean, adding the playing staff turnover as well. And it, we're going back to a new club in August, weren't we? Yeah, I think when you look back when the last few managers, a lot of the back end staff have stayed and things just seem to not have changed. Maybe um, Alex Neal now is doing the squad overhauls, kind of being given the freedom to overhaul everywhere make sure everything's in line with his vision and his strategy. Yeah, I think he has been, I remember him saying a quote at the end of last season along the lines of that there's a lot of apathy around the club and, you know, everywhere. And whether he thought there was too many people, I don't know, maybe comfortable in the roles or, um, you know, they thought they were here as long as they wanted to be 
or whether they just got that used to being sort of downtrodden from five, six consecutive years of, of a seemingly getting nowhere, um, sort of you know, going down, down, you know, further down every year, that maybe he just, like say, he wanted wipe the, clay, the slate clean in every department as much as he could. Um, just get some fresh faces in. Yeah, I think as well. Like even sorry, I think even like if you look at the ticket office staff, the um, the club shop, there seems to be new faces everywhere, don't there as well? And there aren't many, there aren't many departments that probably haven't got somebody new in charge of. I do wonder how much power that. I mean, obviously Alex Neil won't give a crap who's in the ticket office. Let's be honest; that, that they're going to be the the people. Had I know, he, I know, I know what we're saying here. I'm not trying to be pedantic, uh, but I, like this, I've said to you the other week, and I've said to you several times that I've got no problem with this as long as Alex Neil is not the one who's calling every single shot here. Because as I've said, if not, no, sorry, not if, when he leaves, which he will, when he leaves, we do not want to have to go through all this yet again for a new manager coming in. So as long as we're not in that scenario and these people will stick around whether he's here or not, or maybe a couple, then I'm fine with it. Otherwise, the, the owners need shooting for letting that type of thing happen again. Mm, I mean, he may, I don't know, like you say, he may have had the input of, I feel the club needs refreshing as much as you can. And, you know, I don't know these people who've stayed, people who've left, whether how much of it was their own choice, how much of it was, um, you know, pushed upon them. We, we will never, never know. It's not for us to discuss, really, you know, people's jobs and that. Um, but, yeah, it's just I just think a massive overhaul. And it's, it should be exciting more than anything else because everything's going to be fresh. Like I say, people are going to be bringing fresh ideas. And, you know, when you start... Yeah, when people start a new job, you end up you get a bit of a bounce in your step and stuff, and you're enthusiastic. So hopefully, you know, with that much freshness and enthusiasm around, it'd be positive for us. Yeah, I was I was going to say the same thing. Um, I feel like you've seen it with the fans. The last five or six years has just been failure, not meeting targets or not meeting goals, and I imagine the staff weren't happy as well. So maybe refreshing the staff, getting new people in who've got that bounce in the step, who are excited. The players bounce off the staff, the staff bounce off the players. It's just create a better environment. Gets rid of any bad habits, I guess, as well. Any bad habits, any bad training practices. I mean, the amount of injuries that we had in training was staggering at times. So maybe as you say dan it's it's a bit of a, an overhaul we're looking at the sports science were we not preparing them properly in training to be able to recover properly and and, and you, know, you could you could really go into depth on this but uh yeah either way i think guess what we're saying there is there's a ton of overhaul um and hopefully it's for the better I, again time, time will tell well like i say the results haven't been great over the last few years so it's worth trying something new. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of you, you got a 19-year-old goalkeeper, Alfie Brooks, is expected to be joining from Birmingham, available on a free transfer, uh, formerly of West Bromwich Albion, and he's believed to go into the under-21 squads, where he will challenge Tommy Simpkin and Blondie for the the uh, the shirt there. I mean, says a lot about Blondie, Dan. <laughs> Well, I think he's still around that sort of age, and he's he's been around a while. But 
think he was sort of you know pushed into the the first team area maybe quite a young age so he's was he now 21 22 mm. yeah um i try to think all the years you're right i think he's only played like i think oh, don't i think did he have a handful of games when he was out on loan if i remember yeah, rightly south end i think he he was impressive at certain aspects of his game but definitely needed to work on other bits with the reports that we had one to, there was... Yeah, um, he's 21. Yeah, he wasn't... Uh, but I, I suppose they were saying it wasn't exactly championship standard, but I'd say 21 years old for goalkeepers, quite young, and so there's potential there for him to forge his career. Um, I think he possibly just kept... He, he's probably just been stuck around giving a new deal for 12 months as we had enough players to bring in as it was without without getting another young goalkeeper in as well um, but yeah Arthur Brooks don't know obviously never seen him play don't know anything about him but yeah um, trust the process I suppose is the words <laughs> um, Tommy Simpkins certainly a good goalkeeper so if he can if them two can push each other then we might end up with somebody in the first team in the future uh, moving on other players we have been linked with so Australian under-23 winger Sammy Silvera. Uh, Stoker are apparently one of four clubs who've had six-figure bids accepted. Reports saying, though, that the player potentially prefers a move to Middlesbrough. So this might be one we just have to wait and see on. Yeah, I don't. I must, I'm not going to lie and say I know much about him, to be honest. But I mean, the, the clubs. You, you don't know been... about Silvera. What, what have you been watching, Mark? You know, up at four a.m. watching Australian football. No, no, absolutely not. Um, I think it's always a good sign, though, when you, you know there's several clubs chasing a player. It means he's got something about him at the very least. Uh, I think, yeah, the fact that I think he was a obviously a bit of a winger means that we've got some additional options um, in that space because, let's face it, we don't even have any. So it's better than having no options at all, right? Um, I know we talked about maybe Josh Time and moving further forward and stuff in the past, but, yeah, it's... It, it, again, Dan, I mean... If you're, if we take our red and white tinted glasses off, if you're him, do you maybe go and play at Middlesbrough over Stoke right now? Are Middlesbrough more of an attractive option? Do you think, or have we been too hard on ourselves? Um, well, they certainly finished sort of higher up in the league, and that didn't they? Michael Carrick has sort of got them further down the line with their sort of what's it? business and all if you like business model and where they do where they're aiming to go their project that's the word I was searching for yeah, if you're looking for that yeah, if you're looking at where they are like I say he's, he's doing well with them and in this probably a space he's probably you know knows how, how they're going to play whereas with Stoke it's all a bit it's all a bit up in the air at the minute isn't it with Alex Neal and there's been that much of an overhaul playing staff wise that how are we going to approach it? How does he want to play? Was he forced to play the way he did last year or was he trying to get players to play his way? So if you're going to come in, you probably don't really know like what to expect from Stoke and whether you're going to suit them. And I suppose you just have to trust that they're looking at you because they see you've got the attributes that, that uh, would help you succeed. Yeah, I mean, Tom, what do you, do you know much about Silver? Have you have you seen him play at all? Or yeah, I've I've not seen or heard of him to be honest. Um, 
when the link was there, I'd look on YouTube as we do. Um, but yeah, he, he seems like an, an O'Neill type of player. Plays on the left, he's fast, cuts in. Um, yeah, which kind of makes me feel like we would go towards a 4 3 3. But on the flip side, with the links to the Colchester lad and Stevens coming in, who has been playing left wing back of late. Um, if you go back to what he said last season, he says you have to have a team that can switch between the two. You shouldn't be stuck to one formation. If we need to switch formation mid-game, he should have the players to do that and the team should be able to adapt to that as well. Um, which is why it could be being linked with all these different types of positions. I don't think he's really got a certain style in mind, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's good. You know, if you do get flexibility, I think that's, that's only a positive for me, isn't it? You don't want to be nailed down to one way of playing because not every opposition you're going to come up against are going to play the same way, are they? So if you can, you know, tweak it to varying degrees dependent on how the opposition are playing, then, like I say, for me, that that's only a positive. Wasn't that one of our main criticisms from people as much as, like, the opposition team did it but at times we just struggled to break people down and struggle to create because I guess we're a little bit one dimensional at times Um, so I suppose that's exactly what he's probably seen and realised that you know for teams who do dig in maybe we need to go to a back five or back four or back three you know we we need to have those options and I think maybe we were just a little bit too one dimensional last year so I think it's it's certainly a, a fair tactic to try and target that and, and to, to kind of remove that uh, that restriction, I suppose. I think it's good to um, kind of catch teams out as well. I think Pulis used to do quite a lot where you'd expect to, um, Stoke to line up a certain way and then when the teams are out, it's complete opposite of what you thought and the opposition's game plan is out the window because they don't know what, you, they, they don't know what Stoke are going to throw at them. So, yeah, so Silvara, we don't know. Um we don't know much about him. He sounds promising, like Mike says. There's a few teams after him. Six figures as well, so he's not costing the earth. Um, but yeah, these are the kind of players I like to be linked with, you know, as well. Players I've never seen before <laughs> because there's that, there is that excitement. Isn't he? he could be the next world beater for all we know. Um, he could be, could well be useless, but it's that, it's that fact of not knowing. I mean, that's what gives you the excitement of pre-season isn't it? and starting the season off. Another player we've been linked with from abroad is Galatasaray centre-half Emin Bayran. Now, it was 20-year-old centre-back, six foot three. Uh, like I say, he's with Galatasaray. So as far as we're aware, um, we're reportedly been close to joining for a couple of days, apparently on loan first, and then with an option to buy in for 6.5 million euros at the end of the season. So that's an option, not an obligation with some reports also suggesting, suggesting that if we were to get promoted, he would uh, the fee would then jump to €15 million, Euros, uh, which I suppose Stoke wouldn't mind paying if he just helped us to promotion, would they? <laughs> He'd be quite happy if in uh, nine months' time we're, you know, we're um, going up. Uh, one other thing is that there's possible... So I've seen some as well saying that there could be a Stoke player going the other way. So I don't know who, if any, that could be. I mean, how would you feel, Tom, if it was, say, Lewis Baker going the other way? Um, 
I wouldn't be too happy to be honest. I, th- I think I know we had a bit of a wobbly one last year, and we touched on it briefly in the uh, the Twitter chat earlier. Um, he he had to play further back last season until Pearson came in. Pearson took that spot rightly so. Um, but Smallbone and Laurent were in such good form that you, you just couldn't drop them for Baker. Um, but I believe he came on a couple of times and actually scored a goal. So he's got it there. We saw it at the end of the season before last. He's We've just got game back to how he was, but I wouldn't let him go. I think he's worth a punt for another season. If it doesn't work out, maybe we look at letting him move on. But if he can get back to that form, he's he's a massive asset. What do you think, Mark? I mean, Baker, he's one player who could be going. Um, what about Dwight Gale? Could he be a possibility? I think Galatasaray, I mean, you know, the Turkish League has you know, taken a lot of players, maybe the other side of 30, who've got a bit of a big name and that. Could Gale be the player they're interested in getting in? Um, potentially. Uh, I think you might argue that they might want one of our youth players. And, and I guess... Uh, I don't know if I'm going to steal your thunder here, Dan, but what about um, a certain young striker that's in our uh, in our youth ranks but is trying to break through, a certain Mr. Tezgal? You never know. They might try and go down that route. Uh, didn't didn't we say that, I think, Tezgal, wasn't he one on their radar last year? He was. They certainly inquired about him, didn't they, last year? Um, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, so... It could quite be that. I mean, Tom, what would you feel if the uh, the young prodigy Emre was whisked off to Turkey? Yeah, I think that would be a huge blow. And I think that would upset a lot of fans. Um, we've seen so much about him over the last year or so, how he's absolutely smashing it for the under-21s. We've seen him on the bench come on a couple of times. Um, I would expect this season would be the season where we do see a bit more of him. I don't think he's going to break through per se, but I think he'll get more game time. Um, but if we did let him go, I think that would be a huge mistake. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, growth there for Tez Gallimin. I know there's a lot of excitement over him, obviously, because of, you know, again, he's he's been scoring goals, hasn't he, for fun uh, at a youth level. And uh, everyone loves a goal scorer, right? So uh, that makes sense. And I think one thing I want to come back to, Dan, uh, you mentioned about Baker. Um I, it's weird. How often do you not have your captain in any of the, you know, the images for the training kit and the release of the new strip? Like Josh Lorenz been our poster boy, which is fair enough. He's always smiling. He's a guaranteed smile. But where the hell is Baker in these images? That is really unusual for me. I was just about to say. I think the captain was in them. The captain was in all them photos. I think uh, you'll find. Was he really? Well, no, what I mean is, I think the, the, uh, okay. come August, I think Josh Laurent might be the one with that armband, regardless of whether Baker's on the pitch or not. Well, so it's it's either it, it's singing its own story, either, as you said. So, yeah, he's, either, either he's not going to be captain anymore, which might not be a bad thing, to be honest. You don't know how much influence he has. I know you can look at what he does on a football pitch uh, over the course of 90 minutes, but you know, sure, Cross has said in the past, a lot of professionals, it's not so much about what you do on the pitch. It's about how you can, you know, conduct yourself around the club and um, all those various elements. But there's, yeah, either he's staying and they're taking the armband off him or he doesn't want it anymore. Um, or maybe, I don't know, he's 
there's a, there's a transfer potential, uh, maybe a swap deal with somebody potentially. I guess we'll find out very, very soon. But me personally, I don't think that Baker was played in his best position last year. I don't think the way that Alex Neal was playing could figure out what his best position was. We said, why not play him in the, well, what was the Will Smallbone position? Why don't we try him there? Um, for a bit more of a prolonged period. I think Alex Neal very much missed a trick towards the end of last season when we had a chance to give him that exposure. You know, we should have sent Will Smallbone back in four or five weeks before the end of the season and just play Baker because we knew we weren't going to get Smallbone back. Baker is going to be here next season, a.k.a. this coming season. So what did we learn by doing that? We learned nothing. So now... Either Alex Neal doesn't know what his best position is, um, or he thinks he does, and we have to try and shoehorn him in at some point during the season. I just, I just think he, he handled, he handled that poorly for me. So a bit of a rant, but yeah, Baker to stay for me. Yeah, I think I think we said quite a few times, didn't we, that the opportunity was there to get a head start on planning for this season. Um. Do you think maybe he thought Smallbone, you did have a chance with Smallbone permanently? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, no, I, I really don't think so, because before the end of the season, Smallbone came out and said that he wants to fight for his place at Southampton. So, I mean, I don't know how much louder that could have come out. And clearly, before that's hit the press, he's had a chat with Alex Neal. I was going to say, you imagine that that... You know, Alex Neal would have sat down with him at some point in the weeks prior to that once and said, you know, where do you see yourself next season, lad? Are you, uh, you know, is it worth me pursuing you in the summer or are you going to, you know, going back to Southampton with the aim of, of staying there? Tom, what, what what do you think, mate? Are you um, are you kind of looking forward to, to seeing Baker stick around or are, are you really just... Again, I know you said you wouldn't be overly keen for him to go, um, but wh- wh- where do you think Baker's best position is, I guess, mate? Yeah, I, I would say the small boat position. I think he played in a similar position a bit further forward the season before last when he was banging in the goals for fun. Um, I mean, Lassie, he was giving it a go last season. He was hitting shots from the same range as the season before it just seemed like the season before they went in <laughs> so I, I don't know if it's a confidence thing if he kind of backed out last minute um, but I think he's, he's definitely better further, further forward um, but if if we're going to play him there we've got to bring in either Pearson or someone who can do that Pearson role and deal with the nitty gritty at the back um, but yeah I think the only, re- the only reason I can't see him going is the fact that that's another player you've got to bring through the door. And he is one of the senior players and one of only three centre-mids we currently have. So unless they've got three or four lined up to come in to replace him as well as backup, I can't see him going. But yeah, like you said, he's not in any of the pictures, which is really weird for a captain. We've obviously, there's two players there who we've been linked with. Both, obviously, one from one coming from Australia, another guy from Turkey. And it seems to be a different tactic. It's not something we're used to at Stoke, is it, in recent times? We've been very sort of, you know, British, you know, British right the way through the squad. 
um, British players or played in Britain. You know, even like your Mario Vrancic, you know, he came, he was at a spell at Norwich before he came to Stoke. So, do you think this is Jared Dublin's input, or do you think think it's Alex Neal or what? No, it's it's going to be a Jared, I think, mate. Um, I think it was quite clear when you listen back to the YouTube, he, he, he alluded to a wider scouting network and utilising the market and, and stuff like that. So I think this is Jared all over because he, he, we obviously waited for his uh, work permit to come through, which, you know, Stoke have obviously already signed and sealed and, and delivered him. They were just waiting for the, the formalities, if you like. So no doubt that while he was officially released, uh, sorry, announced on uh, whatever date it was, he's probably been at it for a couple of weeks um, so that they didn't waste more time because they haven't got time to waste. So I'm convinced, mate, it's, it's a Jared uh, Bowen one. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how it pans out. It's nice to find, you know sign a few foreigners. I'd love to know actually uh, uh, get the last say twenty signings. I'd love to know actually how many of those twenty uh, were were foreign, if you like. As in not played in England or weren't come from an English club. <laughs> Not many. Any, if, if, if any at all. It always felt like we were always fishing in a very small pool and we were just scared of going outside. I mean, you know, we we showed with, you know, Arnie and, and people like that, that, you know, you can sign quality players uh, from abroad. Who was the last one? Atibo. Do you think of any since Atibo, Tom, since we got relegated? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think he's the only one since Ramadan Sobi, if I'm not mistaken. I suppose, mind you, I suppose when they've brought in Hesse, Chupo Motin and the like, then maybe maybe they decided to give it a rest for a bit. Let's let's not try those players so we don't know. Um, anyway, Alex Neal, by the way, just to quote here, Alex Neal, when asked about overseas purchases, says, I think you'll see by our recruitment, our, our recruitment strategy and what it is going to look like over the next few weeks that, yes, we're more than set up for that. Work, work's been ongoing for a while now. So, yeah, that alludes to what you said, Mark. Obviously, Jared Dublin, if he is involved, has been involved way prior to him actually being unveiled, which would make sense. You know, he, he, if he knows he's going to get the job and it's just a bit of red tape holding him up, there's nothing nothing against him just, you know, giving a bit of information in and doing his job there, isn't it, before he officially starts. Um, and I think I might have said Jared Bowen earlier, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't think Jared Bowen's doing our our recruitment for us. I mean, you can come by the wing if he wants. <laughs> if he wants to, yeah, if he's a bit bored, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it seems like Alex Neal's definitely on board with this strategy as well. Like, like, like we've already alluded to, mate, it's just we, we can't keep sticking to the UK. Uh, it It's not... It's not what other clubs do. If you look at, you know, say the Brightons of this world and, you know, the other more attacking flair teams, passing teams, they they have a blend. You know, they've got a bit of English youth in there. They've got a bit of, um, I don't know, foreign pizzazz, if that's the right word. Like they, they they've got they've got a real vavavoom. There you go. So they they've they've got a bit of a blend to them. So you know, let's we we just seem to be signing. Scottish or Irish players every five minutes. Um, and I do question whether we had the true foreign scouts the actually working for us 
because surely the law of averages says that he would have gone and signed a foreign player or two. Um, so, yeah, maybe this those, is what he's come in and done. Do you think they had those leagues turned off on Football Manager? Probably. I mean, as soon as we got relegated, though, they probably just, I don't know, sacked them, sacked a load of them. Um, I mean, I, I think it's one of them, like, we've got that many, uh, like, ex-coaches and stuff around the world you think they might just kind of use them as a as a contractor to uh to scout some of the youth leagues but um yeah this isn't football manager is it let's be honest no although i think you'll be surprised how many clubs actually use that as part of their recruitment i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com/people today Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's like Segway Central again, just like last week, Mike. You're on about signing Scottish and Irish players. Well, we have actually made a signing, haven't we? You've christened him Edna, swapping a couple of, you know, a couple Definitely of letters around, trying to be clever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sheffield United left back uh, Edna Stevens has signed a 12 month deal. So he's 33 on uh, on Sunday. Nice competition for uh, Josh Timon. I know we obviously we did do the podcast on him earlier, Tom, but just briefly for those who haven't heard you, you your thoughts on, uh, on Edna Stevens? Yeah, so I know he's, um, you know, he, he, he's on the wrong side of thirty, but his experience that he brings, especially within recent memory, it is with his time at Sheffield United, two promotions to the Premier League, um, and then I think the first, the first promotion, he was one of the key men. Um, if I remember rightly, early he was top, top assister, if I'm not wrong. Um, yeah, he definitely knows how to put a delivery in. You know, he's not the quickest of players, um, but yeah, from from what I've seen on Twitter, the Sheffield United fans are saying if you can keep this guy fit, like on a free transfer, it's an absolute steal. Um, his his original interview is really exciting to me as well. He's clear. He said, "I'm here to prove a point. I want to share with the manager why he signed me." Um, he's going to challenge time and hopefully bring the best out of time and as well who has fell off a little bit last season um, yeah I think it's a no-brainer and then obviously it frees up funds elsewhere as well so spend that money on some younger players instead of trying to stretch the budget on every single player yeah and um, you mentioned there about obviously you know the, the thoughts of Sheffield United fans that you've seen. Well, we've been in touch with Johnny from the Shore and View podcast, and uh, this is his views for us on Ender Stevens. Hi, uh, this is Johnny Gascoigne from Sheffield United fan channel, the Shore and View. Uh, as I can see, you've signed Ender Stevens, and I'll be honest for you, uh, at Championship level, brilliant signing, even at his age. What you can expect from Ender is hard work, great going forward, and he loves getting stuck into a nitty gritty challenge. 
he was a really int- instrumental part of us going up to the Premier League that first time and us having that first great season there. We, we've looked a little bit lost since his injuries. I do think that stepping back up to Premier League level after his injuries will be a big ask, hence why he was let go. It, but at a championship level for Stoke, I do think he can be a game winner for you. Yeah, I think it was released mainly because of the injuries, as we said, and, and mainly because it is a big step up now. Uh, a lot of pace involved in the Premier League, and he, he may have lost that shade of pace. Great going forward. He's crossing into the box, can be a bit hit and miss, but he loves cutting inside. He, he scores some great goals for us, and he's, he's a lot better at defending than people give him credit for. All in all, excellent signing. Well, that's a glowing reference, if ever I've heard one, Mike. Yeah, you take that, won't you? I mean, the, some of the things that I think a lot of Stoke fans can relate to is the words getting stuck in um, is always a tick. Someone who's going to kick the living daylights out of someone, give me that, that's fine. Like, we've had enough nice guys in this club that just don't put a tackle in, don't want to get injured or whatever it is. So that is a, that's a big tick in my box, Dan. Um, the names can be a game winner. Again, nice, take that. Uh, good going forward, can cut inside, better at defending. So... I would probably argue that's an upgrade on Morgan Fox, wouldn't you? Mm, yeah, definitely. It sounds like he's um, sounds like he's got a good right and left foot, Tom, cutting inside and uh, popping a few in the top corner. Yeah, I mean, when Sheffield United first got promoted to the Premier League, I, I did I had a bit of a soft spot for them. Just the story, you know, they drop down, they come back up, consecutive promotions. Uh, I can't remember who he scored the goal against, but he absolutely rifled his near post, and he was in—he was hitting the net before the keeper could even blink and realise what was happening. Um, yeah, like he said, every now and then he'll just—he'll have a pop, and you know he, he can hit him. So if we're ever struggling and he decides he's just going to take it into his own hands and have a go, you know, that could be the difference, and that could tally up five, six, seven points over the season, which could be the difference between. 16th and 6th. Yeah, it definitely could, especially in this league, how tight it is. Um, so, yeah, Mike, feelings off, obviously we're off the board now, signings. Are you happy with this one? Thumbs up or thumbs down? It's got to be a thumbs up, Dan. We, we have, let's face it, if Timon isn't able to stay fit or um, whatever it is, it, it's competition for him at the absolute least. If it's an upgrade on Timon from a defensive perspective, and that means we're going to push timing through as maybe a, as a left winger because one one thing that was obviously mentioned then is you know don't expect a great cross from him well that's fine let the guy defend let our attacking players be the ones who do that unless we're playing wing backs that's irrelevant for me I just want someone who's actually going to defend which means it's an upgrade on Morgan Fox Josh Timon's got to look over his shoulder you know he's not the only one who's going to play in that position so that's going to push Josh Timon on I, I don't I don't see how this could be a bad signing it, I think the, the, the thing with it is Dan people were expecting this big flash name signing because they'd waited for so long and you know we talk about experience 32 years old give that experience to someone who's just coming in which is the vast majority of this squad are early 20s they need experience what, what what's a twenty year old gonna do when he looks next to him? Oh, there's another twenty year old. Oh, and there's another twenty three year old. They're not gonna ask them for for, for advice. So you, you can't argue with this. It'll be a cheap deal, one year deal, no brainer. Yeah, I think, um, like you say, he's, he's gonna come in. He's got the experience, and for me, he's been promoted twice at this division, and that's another thing. I'm sure I've heard Alex Neil say before that 
you get people in who know how to win in winning games in this division. And if you do that, you can then spread that through your squad. Their influence can you know, can go and help others become winning machines. And that I think that's what Ender Stevens will do. Like I say, twelve months, hopefully in twelve months that time, you know, either we'll be promoted or Josh Timon has become a more rounded player from learning off Stevens. And away we go. And you say if he if he comes in and does really well, they just give him a twelve month extension, don't they? But also, we love a like you say, you keep setting me up with these segues, mate, just like last I week. Mean, you're welcome. You're uh, you're on about youngsters and looking at nineteen and twenty year olds, and then you look and there's another one next to you. We've been right they've got a left back sorted. We've now been linked with Colchester United nineteen year old right back, junior. Wait for it. Chamadeo. That's what I'm going with. T-C-H-A-M-A-D-E-U. Chamadeo. Yeah, I've got a feeling if he does sign, you're just going to call him Junior, I'm guessing. Yes, Junior. Yeah. Although the last Stoke player, the last Stoke player named Junior was not that great. Under <laughs> the Joanne Boscan regime. <laughs> oh, yes. God, I remember that. <laughs> um... But yes, Colt is really highly rated. I'll say 19 actually was um, believe League 2 Player of the Year last year. So fantastic, really. He, um, he's, he's been linked with us. We, you know, we've got quite a few reports saying that he's going to be signing. Well, he's close to signing. So whether that's just one report that's spread around, Tom, or whether there's you know numerous people who are getting in on the story... It's uh, it sounds promising on this on behalf of uh, Junior. Yeah, it's very, very, very promising. Um, I think I've only seen one article that says uh, Blackburn have also interested, but that kind of that article wrote them off. Um, apparently, Stoke of Stoke at the forefront. Stoke of you know not got it done, but that's where the deal's happening. Um, but yeah, he, he's very exciting. Um, I hope this one is true, and I hope it does get done. Um, if you're winning play with the season at the age of 19 and League 2, when you're 22, 23, or even when you're 20, you, you could be striving in the Championship. We've seen it happen with other players coming up from the leagues below. Um, Ivan Tony, for example, I know it was from League 1, but you know people questioned whether that was the right signing, and then next thing you know, he's smashing them in in the Prem, so... Some leagues are built better for certain players. Like you say, for to for win that as a as a right back as well of all positions, you know, no, no offense to all the fullbacks out there, but it, it's hardly the most glamorous of uh, positions to go and win. So you play with the league unless you unless you're like Trent Alexander Arnold or something, and you you can whip in fifteen assists. Yeah, and I think one thing as well, Dan, it's worth considering there. It, it's also a bit of a step up for him. Uh, it's, it might get him, well, it might take him a while to, to get up to speed, but I think that also then also adds on to the fact that we talked about left back and lack of options. We don't even have any right backs in the building, if I remember rightly. I mean, we've let that many players go. Tom, Tom Edwards. Is the that's only, it, only. yeah. That's what I was trying to get. So uh, Tom Edwards is, is the only true right back, if you like, who is in the door. So, when we're talking about money and spreading money around because we need to sign God, you know, ten plus players, um, 
if we can get somebody like this in, a little bit of money on him, not going to cost us the absolute earth. Like, he's someone that maybe even Tom can learn off, and they can learn off each other because they're both young players. But I'd, I'd argue that Tom's probably got a bit of a a rounded, you know, he's been around Barnsley, he's been America. Um, you know, he, I think we might see a different Tom Edwards for a start. So maybe this is just, again, another player who will probably come in, um, try and stake that that spot, and, and Tom Edwards is going to be yapping at his heels. I mean, I'd rather spend money, you know, big money on those attacking you know, places rather than worrying about spending five million on two fullback positions. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just, I'm as as equally, you know, interesting as that signing is. I'm a big, big fan of Tom Edwards, and I and I and I think he could be. I mean, we've seen him play in defensive midfield in America, and he was, you know, did quite well there apparently. So don't rule Edwards out yet. I don't think. Yeah, I think he's. Certainly going to be given his chance at some point this coming season, um, purely because, like I said, there's enough bodies going to be coming through the door, and I don't think we're going to be letting anyone go. And if he's a year, he's going to get a chance. Let's be honest. If we sign this lad as well, then, like I said, they're going to be going head to head. Tom already being in the club, a bit older, like I say, a bit more experience. You'd expect him. He would probably be the first choice as it starts but yeah. if this lad's been performing how he has been doing then you know he's going to be pushing him on and then that's up to Tom then isn't it it's up to Tom Edwards then to to keep his levels high and keep his training his high keep his mind on the game and just and just keep improving and improving and keeping keeping the other lad out of the team that's what you want young hungry players who are pushing each other up and to further improve and keep going and yeah, if they, I think that's what we've missed a lot of the time as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I know we probably don't want to um, go too much longer on, on transfers. I'm sure you've got other things you want to discuss. But um, one thing I, I've noticed, Dan, I don't know if you boys have both noticed this, actually, but there's been a lack of... Well, has there been any strikers we've been linked to? Well, I was just about don't to say Don't tell there's another segue here, Dan. <laughs> Ellis Sims. Uh, obviously, we were linked with him. Uh, I do believe that Everton have turned down, is it a £6 million bid they've turned down for him? And right. they've said they want 10 So um, I think we will politely say, no, that's not, not quite for us, that one, thank you. Um, moving on. <laughs> yeah, why? how they can justify wanting £10 million for him, I do not know, uh, other than the fact that he's young and English. They've got <laughs> a fair play. Career issues haven't they so maybe they're just trying to get as much money as they can but yeah no one's paying 10 million quid for him no i think we'll let the other half dozen championship clubs linked with him blow their budget on him we'll uh, move on to other places <laughs> and other players um yeah maybe, maybe this guy can get involved uh obviously mark cartwright ex-chief of recruitment here he's uh, rocked up he's got a new job now sporting director at huddersfield Poor Huddersfield. <laughs> I didn't recognise him, you know. Somebody asked someone of the chats that were in uh, uh, our thoughts on this guy, and he, he took a picture, arms crossed, skinhead, and I was, I went, who is he? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's Mark Cartwright. Like, oh, okay, he's uh, he's he's fatter and he's got a more of a bald head than he had before. So <laughs> I really, I really did not recognise the guy at all. And I was like, right, okay, how do I go back to this one and try not be too brutal? Um, yeah. <laughs> 
again, um, whatever. Um, I've got no opinion on it, if I'm honest with you, Dan. I just, I'm not bothered about him. He, he didn't, I think he was unfortunate, he probably got blamed for a lot of stuff that maybe wasn't exactly his fault. But I just think he was part of a recruitment team that lacked strategy and run out, yeah, out of the depth, lacked strategy, didn't know what they were doing. Um, and, and that probably all it was. So let Huddersfield deal with him is not our problem anymore. I think uh, Domino's will be happy. The uh, Huddersfield branch, Tom. Oh yes, definitely. We'll uh, stick to uh, Pizza Express. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the pizza boys is back in town. Uh, yeah, so that pretty much rounds up. Um, so you know any comings and goings and links and that that we've been. But what thing that is happening this weekend is our first preseason friendly. It's here already. So we are travelling over to Notts County on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. Over a thousand Stoke fans will be going, and the club has kindly donated all gate receipts to the British Heart Foundation. So yes, anything Stoke, any uh, Stoke share of the gate receipts they've donated to the British Heart Foundation. Um, Notts County's chief executive Jason Turner died aged fifty of uh, heart-related illness. Um, yes, we died in March. So sort of Stokes, sort of goodwill gesture there, donating all their all their gate receipts. Um, and part of those gate receipts are mine and yours, hard-earned money, Michael. Are they not? They certainly are. We've uh, we've not been a game. Well, I know we went home games and stuff together, but we've not been to an away ground since the debacle of Accrington Stanley uh, last year, which was um, an interesting one. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. We're going to take the kids with us, aren't we? Um, and, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it, Dan. We're going to turn up on time this time, please. Uh, not when we're 2-0 down. Although, actually, I'm pretty sure it was nil-nil, wasn't it, when... Uh, uh, we, we went, if I remember rightly. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So if you, if anyone sees a couple of good-looking, uh, you know, chaps in the stands, it'll be me and whoever else I'm with. Um, Probably my little boy, and obviously Dan will be there as well. So uh, you're welcome. To, sorry, Dan. You you're welcome to uh, to come over and, and and say hello if you want to. Uh, always good to speak to people. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and we might see. Well, we not might. We will see uh, Edna probably make an appearance and hopefully one or two more, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, I'm surprised you gave me some stick for giving you stick. I wasn't calling you you good-looking chap then, but thanks for brushing over it. I can't argue with you. <laughs> um, are you uh, thinking of maybe attending any of the friendlies, Tom? Uh, nothing in, in place at the minute. Um I imagine once we get a few more faces through the door, I uh, won't be able to help myself and I'll be going somewhere. <laughs> Not sure where, but maybe Everton. Burton, I'm thinking. Yeah, Burton or Everton, maybe. Yeah, there are a lot of... Um, these, these are a lot better, the friendlies this year, aren't they? Like I say, we've got Dots County, Burton, Derby, home game against Everton. They're all sort of... You know, within an hour's drive as such, aren't they? You know, this, I mean, this one on Saturday is probably the furthest away, obviously without counting the uh, Levante game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's better than, I mean, travel, you know, when we get games away, I can't remember off the top of my head, but 
we've had some real long treks in pre-season, haven't we, in the last few years. And you think, what? Why are they doing that? Why are they travelling all that way for a friendly? Just keep it local. Bring back Newcastle Town. We said it, I think we might have said this last yeah. week, but bring back Newcastle Town every day of the week. Um, and I think we need to start this, by the way. We're going to start a, a campaign uh, next season. Um, hashtag bring back Newcastle. Um, something like that. Bring back Castle Town. Whatever. We'll, we'll decide close to the time. Um, but I, I love that. That's such a good day out. We're not going to go back all, over all ground. It. They'll still play them. Crew still play them. So why won't we? Well, yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Dan. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, so the first team squad at the minute we've got Jack Bonham, Frank Fielding, Blondie is the goalkeepers. This is off the official um, Stoke sites. The defenders, first team defenders: Josh Tymon, Ben Wilmot, Connor Taylor, Tom Edwards. So we can. Um, Add Mr. Stevens into that now, can't we? So there's five defenders. Midfielders. <laughs> Lewis Baker, Jordan Thompson, Josh Laron. That's it. Is that it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the strikers, Jacob Brown, Tyrus Campbell, Dwight Gale. So we've got three forwards, three midfielders, four defenders. So, so it's four three three. <laughs> so pretty much the team picks itself for Saturday by the looks of it. Um Obviously, we've also got Stevens in there now, um, but yeah, I mean, there's a few. Anyone, anyone in the under twenty ones? I mean, we've got um, the left in the squad. You've got Luke Bagley, Morgan, Matt Baker, Lewis McCarvey, David Cagbu. Um, three, the last three that I mentioned there have all been out on loan last season, so it'd be interesting. Especially Matt Baker was getting quite good reviews one tier towards the end, saying he'd he was coming on quite a lot. Um, during his, you know, when we were catching up with him out on loan, so that'd be interesting um, to see how he sort of gets on there. Any any of them you fancy seeing integrating more into the first team squad, Tom? Yeah, I think I think that for me, I think that's what pre-season's about, really. Um, obviously, getting the first team up into shape, um, but I think this season of all seasons, with how limited we are. Get them out there and see what they've got. Um, even if it's just to bring them up, you know, a few games on the bench, it's it's a step forward rather than just keeping them away from the first team. Um, I think I saw Lowe's back in training as well today. Um, so maybe Lowe and Tesco will be travelling along with them. Yeah, you see, you got you got Lowe and Tesco, and then Dora McGuinness is the other forward with the under twenty ones. Uh, midfielders, you've got Edwin Anderson, who's quite a lively, quite a lively winger. I believe he came from Chelsea last year. Uh, got high hopes for him. I think he had, he had a few injuries last season, so hopefully, you know, got a better run this year. Uh, we've got Ben Kershaw. We know he can find the back of the net. Tom Sparrow, who was loving life up Hamilton last time we caught up with him. Monty Mike getting uh, getting the drinks in with the with the fans after winning the cup. Yeah, and he's another one again. Like right back, he had a, he had a chance, didn't he? Didn't quite take his chance, but I don't think that was, I don't think it was any of his fault. I think he again he was raw. Um, so another player who might feel that he's actually got a chance to stake his claim. Yep, and then you've got Carl Carl Redding, Sonny Singh, and then you've got Will Smith and Sol Sadibi, who's also been um, training with the the first team. So obviously he's just turned 16, Sol has, you know, son of Mama, England Youth International. 
real high hopes for him. And uh, yeah, he's, he's he's been putting pictures all over his Instagram of training with the first team. I think he's left DiMaggio on his backside. I mean, oh, yes, yeah, is that is that is that on purpose that they missed DiMaggio off these lists on the club website? <laughs> you know what? I completely forgot about DiMaggio. Yeah, it's only, I was only just thought because I remember seeing that picture um, that Sol put up on Twitter and Instagram, and it said like first week's training done with a tick, and the picture was him, and Demarjo was behind him lying on the floor. I think he was like doing some stretches, and uh, and that's just made me think. Well, yeah, he's not not on here, so it'd be nice to see how, because I know there's been he's been doing a lot of work over the summer. I don't know if you've seen him, Tom, as well. Like he's been getting like a, a private fitness coaching and doing a lot of work on his one to one. And so you know, maybe we'll see a more rounded and, and sharper DiMaggio. Yeah, um I saw him and Jacob Brown, both of them working throughout. Um yeah, I, th- I think that's the only thing you could say was wrong with DiMaggio really was his strength. Um not that it affected his play. I'm a I'm a real big fan. I think you know, he, he's always looking forward, he's always looking to take people on. Um I think he could be a really good player, even if it is just, you know, off the bench for the first season. Um but yeah, seeing that kind of that kind of commitment throughout the summer it's his age is is massive tick. And I'm sure Alex Neil will like that as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think if he can get stronger, like I say, Mark, with his because he's such because he is so small as well in himself and that low centre of gravity and and he's you know to switch direction left to right and how he, how quickly he can move the ball between his feet as well. If he like I say if he gets a bit of strength added onto his game, Mike, he could be one hell of a player. Yeah, he could be, and I don't think he's a million miles away from being a championship player. Um We've seen he can, you know, it, he, he can be nippy. I think pace is always going to cause teams issues. I don't think you need to be the best player in the world. Uh, you know, you just need to have a bit of pace about you sometimes. So I think, yeah, it, again, I'd be keen to see him stick around the squad. I don't really want to see him go out on loan again. I think he went out to Northampton and he didn't really do much there. I think he was a little bit unfortunate with the players that they had at that time, if I'm honest, but they just uh, get women, don't they? Yeah, exactly. So it, there's a little bit of things out of his control, but uh, yeah, I'd like to see him stay. Uh, competition, learning, if we can find his good position, uh, it's one of them again. I think he's a bit like a Tyrese. I don't think he's quite a left winger, and I don't think he's quite a, a striker either. I think he's, an, he's another one to try and squeeze in. So we, again, we're certainly lacking in options. So I don't think we've got much choice, but it'd be stu- you know stupid to let him go right now. Do you know what I think? Now we've now we've mentioned him. Now we've talked about him. Out of all the players, I think I'm most excited to see him now on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I, I genuinely, I totally, totally forgotten all about him. Do, do you know one player you should be excited to see, Mike? You're going to be happy with this. When uh, so when Jack Bonham plays the first half and comes off, don't say Fielding. Frank Fielding will be playing the second half and you can then say, I saw Frank Fielding playing the Stoke shit. After all this time when you said, I don't even think he's kicked a ball for Stoke yet. (laughs) (laughs) If he doesn't get a game in pre-season, my God, the guy, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Uh, we'll we'll see, yeah, we'll see. I'm still not convinced he he actually exists, to be honest. I think it's just a tax write-off or something, but um, yeah. We'll see. Alex Neal goes for Tommy Simkin in goal for the second half. 
Blondie and Frank are like, what? Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I think that pretty much wraps up what we've got. We've got a solid, a solid podcast in there for the return of the friendlies. Bit of transfer talk for you all to mull over. We and, do. Uh, There's yeah. one thing I wanted to mention, Dan, if you don't mind. Sorry to interrupt you. Go on. Um, the floor is yours. Thank you. I put a poll out. Um, I want to get your guys' thoughts first, actually, before I give you the results. But the poll was, which kit is the best of the three that we've currently, and you use the word currently, announced? Is it home, away, or the training kit? Which one do you think is the best? I would personally go with the away shirt. Okay, Tom? I'm going to be the boring one I'm going to say the home I know it's red and white but <laughs> it's just something about it this season I don't know what it is as soon as I saw it I thought yeah that I'm getting that one okay well we've got we've got a completely clean sweep I'm going to go training kit so um, <laughs> Stoker about to make you know about 90 quid instead of just 30 quid so um, yeah that's fine so we've got um, interesting results actually now in reverse order in last place is the training kit with 17%. Um, this was about 300 people who voted on this one, by the way. We only had it up for a short period of time. So training kit, 17%. The home kit was next with 23%. And 61% of people said the away kit uh, was the best one. Um, and there may be another kit on the way um, as well. So we'll soon see if people change their mind. Um, so, yeah. Uh, in, interesting to see what happens there. Uh, I I, th- I don't think we ever get the, the the kits, the training kit wrong. I think that's very very nice. I really really love that. I saw the away top in person, literally at the weekend when I was shopping, and it's less impressive in person than it actually is online for me. Um, so have you have you brought it yet, Dan? Or are you going to wait till it's uh, in the sales? I'm not paying 50 quid for it for a top. No, uh, I, I don't think I'll be buying it unless somebody gifts it for me. Um, it's my birthday next week. <clears throat> Two weeks. Is it? Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe the podcast can buy you one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe we can have a whip around um, go fund me. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give TalkSport a call if you want us to carry on. <laughs> We can't page set up a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Buy me a coffee, five, you know, five pounds time or something. Uh, yeah, you know what? Actually, we have actually been asked about setting up a Patreon so people can donate, which I think is amazing for a star. By the way, um, nothing we're planning on doing right now. Don't get me wrong. If you want to donate money, we'll happily take it. But uh, yeah, we're we're absolutely not planning on charging anyone. It's any single moment for this podcast. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's the right thing to do. And I'll never charge it. We, who knows? In the future, maybe we'll set up some like charity thing if people want to donate to it. But um, yeah, we've got absolutely zero plans uh, for for anything like that, have we? Yeah, we get we get more enjoyment out of um, making it widely as widely available as possible. So exactly. we don't want to be cutting that down. No, Especially in the cost of living crisis, you know, people need every penny they can get without us deciding that you know this if this. Without you know, without being big headed or anything, this may be an hour that somebody takes a week that they really enjoy. It just lets them switch off from life or whatever. And if all of a sudden we now want to charge them for it, um, that doesn't quite sit right with me. 
No, it's, an, it's an extremely bad taste. So, um, so yeah, just yeah. Firstly, thanks for everyone again. We've uh, yeah, we've we've really enjoyed doing this, and we you know we'll we'll have maybe a few more um, things on on the way as well. Special wise, we, we've got a few things lined up that um, I think everyone's going to be really excited about. So uh, stay tuned, and and Dan, I shall uh, let you play us out to finish off the pod. Yeah, so we've got uh, thank you as well for your presence, Mr. Cooper. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Ivan, and no doubt um, we'll see many of your fantastic graphics and and images, you know, in the future on our socials, and also hear your voice on here once more. In fact, you may be booked in a couple of weeks because I'm going away, and then when I get back, Mike's going away. <laughs> so your, your voice, yeah, you'll be you might be anchoring this pod through July. <laughs> <laughs> I'll plaster my face all over the images. <laughs> you're the you're the only full time podcaster here now for the next few weeks. Um, but yes, thank you. Thank you again for everyone for your time, for listening. And uh, until the next signing, goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.